You are listening to HHS bonus content from the Hillbilly Horror Stories Network. This bonus content is released during the week for your listening pleasure while awaiting the release of Sunday's actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episode. All bonus content will be listed as HHS Presents or HHS Midweek while the actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episodes will have only an episode number and the title listed, for example, 187, The Kentucky Vampires. Those episodes are a longer deep dive into a particular subject. If you are new to the show and the bonuses aren't your style, get the full-length episode to try. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to Paranormal Encounters, episode 18. Tonight, we have Ryan on. Ryan's got a cool-ass story, plus he's got a cool-ass property. He sent me some pictures. He's got like this stream and little waterfall and everything on his property. Oh. Killed to live there. Oh, really? I know you would. Yeah, that... he's a, and he's up in Pennsylvania. When we went to Erie, he said we were only like, a, I think, an hour and a half. <gasps> yeah. That was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. We could have went and hang. We could have hung out with Ryan. No, we couldn't because it was social distancing. We could sit six foot apart in the yard. <laughs> oh. But he's got a cool story. It's a, it's one of these haunted workplace stories. So I kind of oh, like cool. That. All right, let's get on with our little stories to begin with. All right. When I was a kid, we lived in a haunted house. Strange things happened all the time. For example, my dad and I were alone in a kitchen one day making a snack. There's nothing strange about that. I do it all the time. <laughs> I think there's more to it. We put a plate on the kitchen counter and walked away to the fridge. Are they splitting a plate? Well, I don't know. Well, it said they were making, a, him and his dad were making a snack, and it said they put a plate on the kitchen counter. All right, let me get ahead. I'm sorry. Good Lord. We got what we wanted out of the fridge, turned around to walk back to the counter, and the plate flew off the kitchen counter and broke on the floor. Mm. My dad tried to calm me by saying the plate must have been blown off the counter. But let's face it, the plate, plate wasn't near the edge of the counter, and there were no windows or doors open. No one else was home. Weird. Uh, nice try, Dad. I also woke up to an old lady standing by my bed on more than one occasion. I told myself I was dreaming. Dad said it was the wind. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 this part might be dark, but here's the rest of the story. Years later, I looked up the address and found that an old couple lived there for many years right before we moved in. Apparently, the house was broken into and the old woman was raped and murdered. Oh, no. The old man sold the house and moved. We were the first occupants since the incident. We only lived there for about a year. My parents swear we moved so quickly because we got a better deal on another house nearby. But we know it was because the house was haunted and the priest they brought in to bless the house told them we should move. No joke, Christy. Okay. Well, I'm (laughs) glad they found a house really quick. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That's freaky. Yeah, it is freaky. What up? So what you got for us? So I used to live at this address. The houses were built to house the people that were building the railway in Derby in the 1800s. I only found this out after I left the house, thankfully. It was a creepy house, really foreboding, and every time I washed my hair in the shower, every time I opened my eyes, I expected something to be there. Anyway, I came back from an afternoon lecture one afternoon. I opened the door, walked up the first flight of stairs, and saw a wet handprint on the floor. A really wet handprint. 
I was a bit like, um, well, that's fairly strange at the moment, but I didn't freak out. It was just out of the ordinary. So I walk up to see my housemate, Ed. I opened the door, and he was on the phone to his girlfriend, not crying, but massively in distress. That was when the penny dropped. He then told me that he was walking up the stairs earlier, carrying a glass of water. He felt something cold go through him, almost a push, causing him to drop the water. He picked up the glass and ran upstairs to his room. The water falling out of the glass had created a handprint on the floor. Literally a handprint. Every digit was in proportion. I did freak out at that moment as I'd put two and two together. I told everyone to get out of the house, which we did, but then sheepishly returned after an a FIFA session around another friend's house. It was genuinely terrifying. Might not sound like it, but it was, and it's all true. If someone offered me $50 to go back and spend the night there by myself, despite the fact that I have lived there for a year with almost no incident, I wouldn't do it. There was something there that didn't want six college guys there. Unfortunately, I don't have a photo of the handprint. This was in 2012, prior to the culture of taking a photo selfie or literally anything. I wish I had, though. And that's from Alex. Well, I don't understand what... I guess I'm confused. He says he puts two and two together and told everybody to get out of the house. Well, what did he put two, two and... What, what did he come up with with his two and two? I guess the handprint and the dropping of the water since it was wet. I know, but what did that tell him that... What, what would that alert him to to where you would get... That, I mean, I thought it was going to say... Say his... That was a handprint of his friend? I don't know what it was, but I don't know. I, I was expecting it to be like... You know, the handprint uh, maybe realized that the gas was on, or I, I don't know. I thought it was maybe be it's a ghost handprint. Well, but maybe so, but still, that just I don't know. The whole two and two together. I think he I was, never heard the conclusion. Yeah, there was none. I guess he was partying too much. Maybe that's what it was. Stupid story. Oh, you picked it. Stop <laughs> the point. Oh. Anyways, let's listen to Ryan. Ryan's story. Why you give me the stupid stories to read? Or you picked that out first of all. Oh. <laughs> well let's listen to ryan all right hey guys welcome back and we've got another one of our listeners on the air to be able to talk to us about some of the experiences that he's had in his life and i know the first one he's going to talk about is at his workplace which is always comforting to people to know that your workplace could be haunted so let's welcome to the show ryan from up in pennsylvania hi jerry how you doing good ryan so you've been a listener for a long time. You reached out originally when we always asked for these stories, and you reached out. We couldn't connect for a little bit, but it's taken a couple of times, but now we got you on. So I'm just going to turn the microphone over to you and let you tell us about the story. Already? Well, I started working for the company I work for now about 12 years ago. I'm a welder and fabricator, and I do carpentry work. It's in a shop that's basically separated from the offices. It's all one, one big building, but there's a, an area in between the two. There were secretaries in one section, some you know, people that bid on the jobs in another area, and, and in the shop where I worked at. It started out, I'd be welding, and I had the welding hood on, and I felt like somebody was standing behind me, watching me, and I'd stop to see if maybe uh, the boss or somebody was, you know, wanted to ask me something, and there'd be nobody there. I'd look around and be like, okay, that's weird. 
if I was sitting at my desk trying to figure out some materials list and stuff for some of the stuff I build, out of the corner of my eye, I'd see somebody walking down through the shop. And I'd look up to see who it was, and there'd be nobody there. So then one day I decided, you know, I'm going to ask Joe, because uh, he's been there longer than I have, what he thought about it. He says, well, I'll be honest with you. He says, I, I've seen the same thing. I think there's a ghost here. And at first I was like, I don't know if I, if I really believed it or not, but the longer I've been there, the, the more I saw, I started to believe it. But, you know, we see it off and on. And then the, the one secretary up in front would tell me that she would hear footsteps coming down and we have metal staircase that goes to the upstairs above the offices and she'd hear footsteps coming down the metal steps she'd get up and go look out the glass of her door the window and she said nobody be there just completely empty and she thought that was weird and then we would all got together a couple different times and talked about it so then it got to the point every time somebody had experienced something we would talk to each other about it and see what we thought was going on and one day we were back in the back shop. We're all standing around a forklift, and we were actually talking about a job. Out of nowhere, we all three just stopped and looked. Because I swore I saw somebody coming towards us. And then I looked at uh, the other two, and, and they're looking at me, and we're looking at each other. And then we looked back the direction we thought they, they saw. They thought they saw somebody come in the same direction. And then we kept looking at each other, and we're like, did you just see that? And they're like, yep, it must have been the ghost coming at us. Most activity that we've gotten from the ghost, other than hand tools of mine just completely disappearing or being misplaced when I was just using them. The one secretary said something happened, and the other one says, well, that must be the ghost. And she says, there's no such thing as a ghost. Ginger are all full of crap. <laughs> and uh, right when she said that, a stack of papers that was on top of the file cabinet just went shooting across the floor, out onto the floor, out across the, the office. And, and it was like out of nowhere. And there's... It's air conditioned in there, but there's no wind. And uh, they looked at each other, and she's like, what just happened? <laughs> and the girl said, hey, you made the ghost mad. You said there was no such thing as him, and boom, there it went. I definitely feel it's a male ghost just from what I can make out of the shape, from what I can actually see, you know, the ghost coming through. It looks like a man, although I had to ask a couple of the people that were there, quite some time the one estimator she's been there for 30 years she really don't believe in, in the ghost herself either but there was discussion about a girl had jumped off of the bridge that goes over top of our parking lot and they she landed right in our parking lot there was always you know speculation that maybe she was what was haunting it but what i see doesn't look like a girl most of the others that have seen it agree with me that they all feel that it's a man so we all we halfway think it might have been someone that worked there possibly worked there for some time in the business that was there before we were in there he just seems like he's going through the motions like he's doing his normal routine you know on a day to day you know, he does, doesn't really bother nobody <laughs> there's there's no maliciousness or anything as far as that goes it's just he's going about his business and that's about it so do you have any kind of fear or anything towards the the spirit or do you feel like it's just coexisting to me it's more of a coexisting because you would think of in that aspect, like you're saying, we just installed all new lighting, went to all LED lights, and we put sensors on everything. So now when you walk into an area, it lights up because it picks up your motion. Well, I'll be sitting at my desk, and if nobody else is in the back shop but me, so the lights will all, after a certain amount of time, start going off. The only thing that would make them come back on would be motion, 
I might sometimes be sitting there and it's all dark except for my computer screen and the light that I have that's not hooked up to a uh, sensor above my desk. And all of a sudden, I'll catch movement like somebody come through the door and I look up and there's nobody there, but the lights will come on in that section of the shop as if somebody just walked underneath them. It doesn't bother me. Like you said, I, I, I never felt uneasy about anything, but even sitting there in the dark for that matter. But the secretary, on the other hand, she comes in early sometimes before everybody else gets there and she won't leave her office. She'll sit in there with the door closed and won't leave the office until somebody else comes in because she said the place just creeps her out. <laughs> that's funny. Well, it's like I said, it's for some people. I know I do another show with a young lady by the name of Amanda and her workplace is haunted and she's completely freaked out by it. So she doesn't like to be in there at any, or some, some locations she has to go within the building by herself and she doesn't like that just because of the same thing. So I know it freaks people out and I, I've told the story before on here about an incident I had at work that kind of freaked me out. I was by myself one night and so I had something happen. So I was like, well, I guess it's time to leave. I'm not going to stay anymore. So, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's never been to the point where it made me feel uneasy, you know, like didn't want to be there, like especially in the mornings. Like if I do go in early, I would say I'm, I have an order of the job that I have to get done. Sometimes I'll go in early, start early, and put in a longer day. And when I open up the door, till I set foot right into the shop, the lights are all off. It's it's pitch black in there. Hmm. Until I, I put the code on the alarm and, and walk into the shop and start having the lights click on. I guess I could see where she comes from that it would be a little creepy being all dark. But he's never done anything. I say he, like I said, I feel it's a male ghost. He's never done anything other than, like I said, occasionally I'll be working on something and one of my tools will disappear and i just had it and i'll look everywhere and i can't find it anywhere and i'm like scratching my head i'll be looking here looking there and i'm like i just had it in my hand i just used it where did it go you know and then i'll leave the shop and i'll go up to the office and i'll be like you know i can't believe you know i had this dang tool in my hand i was using it set it down did something else went back to grab it and it's gone you know, I'll tell, tell her about it, the one the secretary. And then I'll go back in the back, and there's the dang thing laying on the workbench. I said, well, I know it wasn't there because I just left there. <laughs> so I think at some point in time, it, it, it might be playing games a little bit, but it, it never anything to uh, to make me feel like I had to worry about anything. And you find that a lot. You find these, these spirits that are pranksters and just like to, to do something. You know, it makes me think about Beetlejuice when, you know, <laughs> just... Want to just oh. sit around and mess with people in the afterlife? Because that's probably what I would do. I, I tell you what, I, that's probably the same thing I'd do. I do. I, I wouldn't be malicious by any means, but I definitely sure have. You know, I, I'd like to mess with some people. I can tell you that much. <laughs> A lot of people believe that in the afterlife, you've got the same kind of personality that you had here on Earth, and so some of these spirits that are malicious. It's not really that it's demons or anything like that. It's just that whoever the person is that's haunting you is a jerk. And they were a jerk yeah, in life. They, if they were a bad person yeah. in life, chances are they're probably going to be a bad spirit. So I can imagine what that means for these ghosts that are like, uh, you know, succubus and uh, incubus and all that stuff. I can imagine well, how they were in real life. <laughs> Yeah, they're probably not the nicest people you ever want to meet. Well, Ron, I appreciate you coming on, buddy. I'm sorry it took so many times for us to connect. No big deal. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be on. Uh, like I said, I really enjoy listening to your show. I'm, I'm glad, really glad you're doing 
all the extra episodes because that really helps me out through the day because like i said for most of the time i'm in the back shop by myself and i just put my earbuds in and go to work yeah we like putting the extra stuff out we like it because it gives us a little bit of variety instead of us having to start three or four different podcasts we can actually you know do some different things within the network that we've got and 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 i like that all right brother well i'll talk to you soon and hopefully i'll see you at uh, one of these live events soon we're trying to get to the one down in uh the, the Mothman one this year. That would be awesome. Uh, My sister-in-law and brother-in-law are even, uh, they, they, they got penciled in. They, they want to, they want to do that one also. So we're, very we're trying hard, to work that out. Very hard to get hotel rooms. So if you get it, you get your, uh, your plan that you're going for sure, book your hotel room as quick as possible. We just got ours the other day because everything in the vicinity is sold out already. Jeez, man. <laughs> so we're, we're staying about 20 minutes away in a place called Ripley, West Virginia, and uh, there wasn't very many when we booked that the other day. We got like I didn't think about it, but I had a, a listener actually that's that's going said, hey, they had trouble finding it, and I was able to hop on and find something. But yeah, it's be prepared to stay about 45 minutes away. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, it might not be too bad. <laughs> All right, brother, well, I appreciate it. I told Tracy I said hi, and, and uh, I, I, I sure wish I'd have heard Ninja snore one time at least. <laughs> well, you got to hear that the other night when we were <laughs> yeah <laughs> when we were on the phone last time. All right. Well, thank you again, Jerry, and uh, keep up the great work. All right. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. So how would you feel about coming to work every day knowing there's a ghost in the place? I'm not really sure how I'd feel about that. I'm sure it would make the day not boring, for sure. I would think most of the days there would be nothing happening and you wouldn't even realize it. So That's it would true. still be just as boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought, I, I thought it was cool that the, the young lady, that she would not go in there first. So if she gets there, she always waits for somebody else to come in there first. I would be right there with you, sister. No way. <laughs> no way. Great story, though. I agree. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And thanks to Ryan for telling the story. And we will see you next week. Love y'all.